Welcome to the Go Lead Everything podcast. Do you aspire to become the best leader you can be? Then come along with me and GLE. Faith, love, integrity, courage. Four key values of great leaders all around the world. I'm Phil Swanson, and I'm on a mission to bring you leaders from all walks of life and arm you with the tools and mindset to lead effectively in whatever you are called to do. Are you ready? Because it's time to go lead everything. What up? Something to you. This is just something I forgot was in this book that I picked up recently. I'm circling back to Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I'm sure you're familiar with it. Obviously, a very successful, famous book. Um, Won't go into details about it. If you haven't checked it out, worth checking out. I always was a little suspicious of it just from a Christian background and sort of juju figuring out how to make a bunch of money. You know, love of money is the root of all evil, right? Not money, but love of money. So, you know, just really being cautious not to uh, consume ourselves with a love of money by any means. So wanted to read something about leadership, which I didn't realize was in this book. Um, I forgot it was in here and a lot of good stuff. So I'm going to just read from chapter seven. And most of the time, you know, I just recommend books and stuff to people, but how often when you get a recommendation for someone, do you really pick it up and read it? Right. So I want y'all to hear this because it's really, really good stuff. So This is from chapter seven, kind of midway through. He's going to talk about attributes of leaders. Broadly speaking, there are two types of people in the world. One type is known as leaders, the other as followers. Decide at the outset whether you intend to become a leader in your chosen calling or remain a follower. The difference in compensation is vast. The follower cannot reasonably expect the compensation to which a leader is entitled, although many followers make the mistake of expecting such pay. It is no disgrace to be a follower. On the other hand, it is no credit to remain a follower. Most great leaders begin in the capacity of follower. They became great leaders because they were intelligent followers. With few exceptions, the man who cannot follow a leader intelligently cannot become an efficient leader. The man who can follow a leader most efficiently is usually the man who develops into leadership most rapidly. An intelligent follower has many advantages. Among them, the opportunity to acquire knowledge from his leader. Then he lists the major attributes of leadership. The following are important factors of leadership. Number one, unwavering courage based upon knowledge of self and of one's occupation. No follower wishes to be dominated by a leader who lacks self-confidence and courage. No intelligent follower will be dominated by such a leader very long. It's an interesting one, right? No intelligent follower will be dominated by a leader who lacks self-confidence and courage very long. Interesting. Self-control. Number two, self-control. The man who cannot control himself can never control others. 
Self-control sets a mighty example for one's followers, which the more intelligent will emulate. So this one, leading yourself. If you can't lead yourself, you can't expect to lead other people. A keen sense of justice. Without a sense of fairness and justice, no leader can command and retain the respect of his followers. Definiteness of decision. The man who wavers in his decisions shows that he is not sure of himself. He cannot lead others successfully. Definiteness of plans. The successful leader must plan his work and work his plan. A leader who moves by guesswork without practical definite plans is comparable to a ship without a rudder. Sooner or later, he will land on the rocks. Number six, the habit of doing more than paid for. One of the penalties of leadership is the necessity of willingness upon the part of the leader to do more than he requires of his followers. Number seven, a pleasing personality. No slovenly, careless person can become a successful leader. Leadership calls for respect. Followers will not respect a leader who does not grade high on all of the factors of a pleasing personality. Number eight, sympathy and understanding. The successful leader must be in sympathy with his followers. Moreover, he must understand them and their problems. Mastery of detail. Number nine, mastery of detail. Successful leadership calls for mastery of details of the leader's position. Number 10, <laughs> excuse me, willingness to assume full responsibility. The successful leader must be willing to assume responsibility for the mistakes and shortcomings of his followers. If he tries to shift responsibility, he will not remain the leader. If one of his followers makes a mistake and shows himself incompetent, the leader must consider that it is he who failed. And number 11, cooperation. The successful leader must understand and apply the principle of cooperative effort and be able to induce his followers to do the same. Leadership calls for power and power calls for cooperation. Really good list, right? I thought so too. I could go into a lot of expounding upon some of these, but I uh, want to get through this for you quick and we can come back to them at another time. There are two forms of leadership. The first and by far most effective is leadership by consent of and with the sympathy of the followers. The second is leadership by force without the consent and sympathy of the followers. History is filled with evidences that leadership by force cannot endure. The downfall and disappearance of dictators and kings is significant. It means that people will not follow forced leadership indefinitely. The world has just entered a new era of relationship between leaders and followers, which very clearly calls for new leaders and a new brand of leadership in business and industry. Those who belong to the old school of leadership by force must acquire an understanding of the new brand of leadership, cooperation, or be relegated to the rank and file of the followers. There is no other way out for them. The relationship of employer and employee or of leader and follower in the future will be one of mutual cooperation based upon an equitable division of the profits of business. In the future, the relationship of employer and employee will be more like a partnership than it has been in the past. Really interesting that this was written years ago and seems super relevant with all the 
employee-employee relationship talk going on in COVID times, right? Napoleon, Kaiser Wilhelm of Germany, the Tsar of Russia, and the King of Spain were examples of leadership by force. Their leadership passed without much difficulty. One might point to the prototypes of these ex-leaders among the business, financial, and labor leaders of America who have been dethroned or slated to go. Leadership by consent of the followers is the only brand which can endure. Men may follow the forced leadership temporarily, but they will not do so willingly. The new brand of leadership will embrace the 11 factors of leadership described in this chapter, as well as some other factors. The man who makes these the basis of his leadership will find abundant opportunity to lead in any walk of life. The depression was prolonged largely because the world lacked leadership of the new brand. At the end of the depression, the demand for leaders who are competent to apply themselves, the new methods of leadership has greatly exceeded the supply. Some of the old type of leaders will reform and adapt themselves to the new brand of leadership, but generally speaking, the world will have to look for new timber for its leadership. This necessity may be your opportunity. Here's where he goes on to share the 10 major causes of failure in leadership, which I absolutely love these. We come now to the major faults of leaders who fail because it is just as essential to know what not to do as it is to know what to do. Number one of the 10 major causes of failure in leadership, ability, inability, excuse me, inability to organize details. Efficient leadership calls for ability to organize and to master details. No genuine leader is ever too busy to, to do anything which may be required of him in his capacity as a leader. When a man, whether he is a leader or follower, admits that he is too busy to change his plans or to give attention to any emergency, he admits his inefficiency. The successful leader must be the master of all details connected with his position. That means, of course, that he must acquire the habit of relegating details to capable lieutenants. Number two, unwillingness to render humble service. Truly great leaders are willing, when occasion demands, to perform any sort of labor which they would ask another to perform. The greatest among ye shall be servant of all is a truth which all able leaders observe and respect. Number three, expectation of pay for what they know instead of what they do with that which they know. The world does not pay men for that which they know. It pays them for what they do or induce others to do. Fear of competition from followers. Number four, fear of competition from followers. The leader who fears that one of his followers may take his position is practically sure to realize that fear sooner or later. The able leader trains understudies to whom he may delegate at will any of the details of his position. Only in this way may a leader multiply himself and prepare himself to be at many places and give attention to many things at one time. It is an eternal truth that men receive more pay for their ability to get others to perform than they could possibly earn from their own efforts. An efficient leader may, through his knowledge of his job and the magnetism of his personality 
greatly increase the efficiency of others and induce them to render more service and better service than they could render without his aid. Lack of imagination. Without imagination, the leader is incapable of meeting emergencies and of creating plans by which to guide his followers' efficiency. Selfishness. The leader who claims all the honor for the work of his followers is sure to be met by resentment. The, lead, the really great leader claims none of the honors. He is contented to see the honors when there are any to go to his followers because he knows that most men will work harder for commendation and recognition than they will for money alone. Intemperance. Followers who do not respect, followers do not respect an intemperate leader. Moreover, intemperance in any of its various forms destroys the endurance and the vitality of all who indulge in it. Disloyalty. Perhaps this should have come at the head of the list. The leader who is not loyal to his trust and to his associates, those above him and those below him, cannot long maintain his leadership. Disloyalty marks one as being less than the dust of the earth and brings down on one's head the contempt he deserves. Lack of loyalty is one of the major causes of failure in every walk of life. Emphasis of the authority of leadership. The efficient leader leads by encouraging and not by trying to instill fear in the hearts of his followers. The leader who tries to impress his followers with his authority comes within the category of leadership through force. If a leader is a real leader, he will have no need to advertise that fact except by his conduct, his sympathy, understanding, fairness, and a demonstration that he knows his job. Emphasis of title. The competent leader requires no title to give him the respect of his followers. The man who makes too much over his title generally has little else to emphasize. The doors to the office of the real leader are open to all who wish to enter and his working quarters are free from formality or ostentation. These are among the more common causes of failure in leadership. Any one of these faults is sufficient to induce failure. Study the list carefully if you aspire to leadership and make sure that you are free of these faults. I'm going to stop there, y'all. Good stuff, right? Go back and listen to this again. Share it with somebody you know who's growing into a leader, someone who might be a leader who might need to hear some of these things, you know, really good for me to hear some of these things. And, um, you know, I encourage y'all to go back and read Think and Grow Rich. A lot of good wisdom in there, worldly wisdom in there. Uh, that's helped a lot of people over the years. So wanted to share that with you. If you haven't heard it in a while or ever heard it, go check it out again, study it, and y'all have a great rest of your day. Go lead everything. If you think someone would benefit from hearing this episode or any of this content, please share it and send them over to GoLeadEverything.com to learn more. It has been amazing to hear about all the individuals who listen to and are getting value from the content here at GLE. Thank you for your support. You are the reason we do what we do. See you next time. Go Lead.